right, take your Bibles and turn to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy. Second Timothy chapter 3. It's good to be in church this morning, isn't it? Good to feel the presence of God, His Spirit. Good to know that He's with us. The Bible says where two or three are gathered together in His name, there am I in the midst. It wouldn't be church if He wasn't in the midst. Second Timothy chapter 3. Paul, the apostle, he's writing a letter to Timothy and he knows that his... He says this in chapter 4. He says, my departure is at hand. When we think of a departure, we think of uh, we're getting on, a, getting on a plane and leaving one place and going to another. That's exactly what Paul was doing. He was getting ready to leave one place and he was going to another. To be absent from the body, the Bible says, is to be present with the Lord. He says, my departure is at hand. He said, I am now ready to be offered. His departure wasn't going to be all that nice. He was going to be uh, killed for the cause of Christ. He said, I'm ready to be offered. But he said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course I've kept the faith. But he writes this letter to young Timothy and giving him encouragement and instruction. Uh, He shows him and tells him in this book, in this letter, that his dependence, that his uh, direction in his life was going to come from the Word of God. This Word of God as his foundation was going to be vital in his walk and in his service with the Lord. Just read with me, start in verse 12 of 2 Timothy chapter 3. He says, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. You know, that's not a verse that is read a lot in the uh, health and wealth gospel type churches. That, hey, if you live for God and you serve God, that everything is just going to be wonderful from that point on. Uh, Paul's experience was a little different as we read his life and his walk with Christ. It was a little different. He says in verse 13, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast assured and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And then he says this in verse 15. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which were able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. You know the Word of God, the Scripture, uh, it is profitable. It is the, if you want to get into something that's profitable, it is the most profitable thing that we could ever pursue. 
is a relationship and a walk with the Lord. You say, what kind of prophets are you talking about? I'm talking about prophets that are out of this world. (laughs) Out of this world. I'm talking about heavenly, eternal prophets. He says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. Here's what it will teach us. It will teach us truth. Don't you want the truth? There are so many liars and so much lies in the world. We want the truth, don't we? Sometimes we hear people talking and politicians, you think, I can't believe any of this. I don't want to believe it. There's no possible way we could believe any of this, right? We want truth in a world where there's so much noise, but so, so little of it is assured truth that the word of God is truth. He says it's good for doctrine, it's good for reproof, it's good for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And here's what he says. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. It's the word of God that begins to change us, begins to transform us, begins to sanctify us, set us apart for God's service. It begins to fill us with the things that we need that we don't naturally have. The Bible says wherewithal. Shall a young man cleanse his ways? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. The word of God is truth. He said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. First he says here that all scripture was given by inspiration. By inspiration of God. In other words, the word of God, the scripture, listen... Is God breathed? Everybody wants a spiritual, a spiritual encounter. I do. I want to feel God. I want to be in His presence. I want something supernatural. There's so much natural. There's so much here. I want something supernatural. I'm here to tell you the closest we we can get to this this feeling God and His breath and His presence is through His Word. It's God breathed. It is not, this is not of this world. It's out of this world. It is God's word. It's supernatural. It's inspired. He says in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 22, For the prophecy came not of old time by the will of man, but holy men of God as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. The scripture, the word of God didn't come by man's will, by man's decision, or by man's intellect. It came by God through the Holy Spirit using people, men as his instruments to pin it down. Listen, the word of God being inspired, I believe every word of it. That doesn't mean that I understand every word of it. But I believe every word of it. I believe it unconditionally. I've put my faith in it. Listen, he says it's good for correction and instruction. I don't believe that the word of God is open to be corrected or to, for us to instruct it, but, but the other way around, that it is there to correct us and to instruct us and to teach us and lead us and guide us. I believe that it's pure. I believe that it's It's uh, God's Word. It's inspired. We need inspiration, don't we? I mean, when you think of inspiration, you think of that 
being mentally stimulated to do something, right? It's especially something creative, you know? In our work, someone need, we need inspiration, don't we? In our work, just to, you have that thought, that idea, that thing that comes along in our, in our career. We need inspired, don't we? Don't we need inspiration in our home and how we deal with our families and how we deal? Don't we need inspiration in our church? I mean, something where, where God speaks to us, where He puts, listen, when God puts something in our heart to do, and it's like, you know, people say, it's like the lights came on, you know? It's like, wow, what a great idea. But that didn't come from anywhere, but it came from God. He inspired it. He brought it. He brought it about. We need inspiration in our, in our lives. How, you know, from the, the day-to-day, the nitty-gritty, right? Isn't it easy to get bogged down in those things and then just begin to lose sight or lose focus of the greater picture? How do we keep our focus? How do we, how do we become inspired? Listen, I believe the way to say and get inspired to hear from God, God breathing into us. Listen, He breathed into us the breath of life at creation, didn't He? And man became a living soul. He can do that for us daily. As we turn to Him and turn to His Word and the Scripture, He can breathe into us inspiration. You say, do you really think this old book, can give me inspiration in my job and my career today? Oh yeah. You think that this can has any relevance to my family now? Oh yeah. Does it have any relevance to the home and to the church? Oh yes. It is supernatural. The, the wonderful thing about the Word of God is it can meet the need of where you're at right now. And then it can meet the need of where you're at a year from now. And a year from that. The Word of God, it's, it's alive. And the most practical way, the way to stay focused, the way to stay inspired in our home and in our family and all these things is to stay in the Word of God. To stay in His Word. Seeking it as hid treasures. Like that fresh breath of air that gives us life. He says there in that verse, he says that all Scripture was given by inspiration. But he says there in verse 15, he says that uh, this Holy Scripture, which was able to make thee wise unto salvation. The Scripture, the Word of God, it'll make you wise unto salvation. In other words, it will reveal the truth of salvation to us. What is salvation? That's a word... We use a lot. Salvation is the deliverance from sin and from its consequences by faith in Christ Jesus. That's salvation. To be delivered from the consequences of sin, to be delivered from those things by faith in Christ Jesus. You say, how do I learn of salvation? How did I learn of salvation? How will the world learn of salvation Through the word of God. It's able to make you wise unto salvation. You know what the word of God will show us? It'll show us our sin. It'll show us that we have sinned against God. The Bible says all have sinned. This puts us all in the same boat. 
and come short of the glory of God. But then it shows us in such a most beautiful way our Savior. The Word of God shows us our Savior and how He loves us and would forgive us. And it shows us the way to redemption, the way to salvation through Jesus Christ, which is the ultimate grace of God in our lives. When you think of salvation, what inspiration, what more inspirational thing that could happen to a person? To be saved, to be born again, to have that new life come up inside of them. He says that that's what happens. He says that you become a new creature, right? He says that to be born again, those are the words that are used. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and verse 7, he says this, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. It's a new creation that happens at salvation. There is no greater inspirational experience than than to have God Himself through His Spirit move down inside of our body and give us new life, a new beginning. Salvation, it comes through Christ. He says in Galatians 1, 4, He says, Who gave Himself for our sins. There's no greater picture of love than salvation. Jesus Christ gave Himself for our sins so that we could go free, so that we could be forgiven, so that we could have new life, so that we could experience grace. Salvation is simple. Salvation is simple. It is putting our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. The payment that He made on Calvary for our sins. It's through His Word, though, that we're able to believe it. It's through His Word that we're able to hear the message. There's a, there's a passage in Romans I find that's so interesting and powerful. He says in Romans 10.17, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. In other words, we have, to have, we have to have faith to trust Christ. We have to have faith to please Christ. The Bible says in Hebrews 11, for without faith it is impossible to believe, please God. You know what faith is? It's just believing God. It's believing what He says, believing His promises, trusting Him. It's believing Him. But how do we grow in our faith? How does our faith grow? In other words, how do we know what to believe Him and how do we know how to trust Him? Through hearing the Word. It's through hearing His Word, hearing the stories of Christ, hearing the Gospel of Christ, hearing these things as we are in the Word of God. You know what begins to happen to us? Our faith begins to grow. Faith is, faith is the, the it, is just, it is just so important for believers, so important for Christians. He says, but the just shall live by faith. We're to live by faith, trusting God in every situation. You know what fear, fear is? It is for a Christian, it is truly the absence of faith. Not saying that uh, you, we're not facing problems and facing all these things, but these anxieties that come upon us, uh, they come because we don't believe that God's going to deliver, that God's going to help, that God will help. But He will if we'll just trust Him and believe Him. <coughs> I find this interesting. He says that to Timothy, he says in verse 
15, And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which were able to make thee wise unto salvation. You know what I find that's so important? You know, we're having church here right now in this little chapel, but the children are having church out in the job trail. And that that is going on out there is very, very important. He says here that Timothy, as from a little child, heard the Holy Scripture, and that's what was able to make him wise unto salvation. You know what we want for every one of those little children? We want them to hear the words of, of the Scripture. We want them to hear the stories of David and Goliath. And we want them to hear the stories of Jesus and the miracles that He did and all those things. And you know what, what I believe is those are planting seeds in their heart that one day they'll be wise unto salvation. One day they'll come to the place where they'll accept Jesus Christ as their own personal Lord and Savior. And listen, we're not just trying to raise up children to be religious. They're not just trying to go to church because mom and dad went to church. They're not buying into a denomination because mom and dad bought into the denomination. What we want is for every child to have a true relationship with Jesus Christ. To be saved and born again. Have His Spirit live inside of them. That's why it's so important for us to feed them the Scripture, memorize Scriptures, hide them in their heart, tell them the stories of Christ. Why? That will help build and grow their faith. And the same is true for us as adults. The Word of God is strong. It's powerful. It's supernatural. It'll work in our life. It'll build faith. It's the light of the world. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ's salvation is the light of the world. Listen, maybe the most obvious example of that is where there is no gospel preached. Is where the word of God is even illegal. And you see the, the, the evil, you see the darkness, you see the hopelessness of it. Thank God, thank God, we still have the liberty here in this country to come and meet together and worship God and praise God and preach His Word, that is the, the lights are still on. The lights are still on. It's the hope for the world. I'm convinced that salvation through the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is the hope of the world. It's not in a political system. It's not in a government. It's not in, in any type of anything. It is in, in and through Jesus Christ. It gives us some things, he says. He says it gives us doctrine, reproof. Doctrine is truth, correction, instruction. It begins to change us. You know what the Word of God will do to us as we go and seek it in the morning? It'll motivate us. It'll motivate us. I don't know about you, but from time to time, I need motivated. Sometimes I'm just like, man, you got to get moving, right? Just get moving. We need some motivation. And just as we need motivation in the physical sense, we need spiritual motivation, right? We need some, some, some motive for what we do, why we do it, right? It is the reason or reasons why we do what we do. It's a desire or willingness of someone to do something, right? And as we get in God's Word, 
the word that gives faith. Listen, I, this word, we throw it around so much. And I, here at Wellspring, I want us to know faith is not just something that is hidden deep down in our heart. Faith is an, is an action. Faith is an action. If we have faith, prove it. If we have faith, live it out. Listen, it's, it's because of faith that we, we become fearless, right? It's because of faith that we just trust God can do anything and believe God can do anything in our lives and in our family's lives and in our, in our home and in our work and in our church and everywhere. We, be, we have faith which causes us to move. Faith is a motivator. If you believe something, I mean, you believe it to your core, it is going to cause you to do something. Right? Faith is not this thing, well, you know, someone says there's a couple things, you know, you don't talk about politics and religion, the two things that can affect our lives, you know, <laughs> really. Uh, but, but I'll tell you what, you get, you, get, you get faith deep down in your heart, you can't help but talk about it. You can't help but live it out. It, it's just who you become. You trust and believe in God. It's an action. You know, whenever there's a crime, people always want to know what was the motive, right? Was it hate? Was it jealousy, greed, lust, anger, all these sort of things? And as we get into the Word of God, you know what the Word of God does for us? It affects our motive, Motive is important as it teaches us and guides us. You know the reasons why we do what we do? The reasons why we should serve God? The reasons why we should live out our our walk with the Lord is because of the motive. And there's two motives. Faith and love. We love the Lord. We do it because He loved us. And we do it because we love Him. And we do it because we believe every word of His inspired book. We believe it. To our core, we believe it. And therefore, because we believe it, we begin to act on it. We begin to live it out. We begin, it begins to motivate us in the direction that we go. If we have a lack of faith, it will affect what we do. In other words, our, 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 our frozen in, in, in our place, a lack of spiritual growth. All these things because of the lack of faith. Why do we love God? Because He first loved us. And as our love begins to grow, and as our faith begins to grow in Christ, this is, this is, this is the joy that we have. This is, this is the joy and the peace that we can have even in persecution. He says, all they that live godly will suffer persecution. Well, that doesn't sound all that fun. But if, if, if God promises peace and joy, listen, when you read 2 Timothy and you read Philippians, this is the end of Paul's life. He is about ready to be offered. Uh, he's about ready to be martyred for the cause of Christ. And when you read those books, you will come to the conclusion that Paul was at peace. Paul did have inner joy. He did have inner peace. Look at the Acts, Acts chapter fifteen, I believe it is. Acts chapter, Acts chapter sixteen. Salvation. When salvation comes, it begins to change us, motivate us. Acts chapter sixteen. 
Paul the Apostle, he's preaching and he's being arrested. For his uh, Acts chapter 16, verse 24. Uh, verse 20, let's start verse 23. And when they had laid many stripes upon him, they cast him into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who having received such a charge, thrust them in the inner prison and made their feet fast to the stock. So here we have Peter, and he is, or uh, Paul is um, beaten and thrown into the inner prison, feet fastened to the stocks. And you say, well, he must have been bummed out. He must have been uh, discouraged. He must have been crying the blues, calling his attorney, all those sort of things. Verse 25, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. Now, can you imagine what kind of peace, what kind of inner joy you would have to have to have just gotten beaten? To just be thrown what you feel like is unjustly into prison and fastened to the stocks and to be able to sit there and pray and sing praises to God. Wow! (laughs) He says, and suddenly there came a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loosed and the keeper of the prison awakened out of his sleep seeing the prison doors open he drew his own sword and would have killed himself supposing the prisoners had fled but Paul cried with a loud voice saying do thyself no harm for we are all here then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas listen to this and brought them out and said sirs What must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. What a simple message. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. And they took unto him the word of the Lord, and they spake unto him the word of the Lord, and to all that were in his house, and he took them and came the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized, he and all his straightway. And when they had brought them into his house, he sat meat before them and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. We see here the salvation that came through the word of God, through them preaching the truth, the salvation that came to not only this Philippian jailer, but to the whole house. And the joy that came from it. And not only the joy that came to uh, the Philippian jailer and his whole house, but the joy that came to Paul and Silas to say, listen, hey, what we suffer, what we go through, there's a purpose for all this. There's a purpose for all this. All the suffering, all the being thrown in jail, all the things that we face, listen, there is a purpose for it. Back to back to Second Timothy chapter three. Second Timothy chapter three, he says that the word of God is able to work in our lives and what it does for us. In verse seventeen, he says that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished, truly furnished unto all good works. Right. 
You know what the Lord's doing to us as He motivates us to draw close to Him, motivates us in the love and faith with Him? He begins to fill our lives with the things that we are lacking. He begins to fill our lives with the things that are needed. You know what we do when we we go uh, furnish a home, right, or furnish an office building? We're putting those things in place that are needed, adding things that make it function. You know, that's what the Lord does with us through His Word. He begins to add things into our life that will make it function. He begins to add and furnish those things in our life. How? Through the Word of God, through the inspiration of His Scripture. If in your lives, as we close, if in your lives you feel, hey, there's some imperfections. (laughs) I'm sure we all feel that from time to time. There's things that are missing. There's things that are missing. This last week, there was times throughout this last week, you may say to yourself, that I felt empty. That I felt empty. I felt empty in, in my marriage. I felt empty in my career. I felt empty in my walk or service a relationship with the Lord. I'm lacking something. I'm needing some inspiration. I'm needing some motivation, right? Go to the Lord. Go to His Word. Seek after Him. As Just as we have to eat, spirit, eat, eat physically to stay healthy, we have to eat spiritually to stay alive and stay well. Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father God, as we come before You this morning, Lord, we come trusting You. Lord, we come believing Your Word. God, we know that it is inspired, that it's pure and errant. And Lord, it will change our hearts and our lives. It will draw us close to You. God, as believers here this morning, we want to thank You for salvation. We want to thank You for the free gift that You gave us. Lord, we are a blessed people. Lord, I pray that You would motivate us. And Lord, that we would be motivated to walk with You and serve You and fellowship with You in faith and in love. God, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You for each believer, Lord, that we have here this morning that we're able to worship with and meet with. Pray that You'd go with us this week, and Lord, that You'd help us, and God, that we would seek after You with all our hearts. Lord, I pray that You'd keep us all safe and bring us back uh, next week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.